Welcome to Breakthrough Brands. You are listening to The Conscious Business Show, bringing purpose, profit, and prosperity into your life and business with your host, Joe Dalton. My guest today is Mike Hancock. Mike is an author, speaker, musician, international executive coach, and business owner. Mike travels all over the world connecting business owners, helping them to really understand their value, which sets them and their business up to thrive. Mike and his life partner and business partner, Landy Jack, have helped thousands of business owners, entrepreneurs all over the world with their company, Circle of Excellence. Mike is a lover of history, but is also a deep lover of ancient wisdom. Mike, are you there? I am there, Joe. How are you doing? I hope I got that right, Mike. I wasn't sure as well. Are you a film producer? Because I know you made movies. Yes. Yeah, I did make a movie. We'd be, we just started working on our second one, actually. Well, really our third one. Our second one was shelved just because we couldn't find the budget. It was major. So we started working on our second one. But I loved your intro and I had to laugh when you said Mike is a world traveller. I wonder if anybody's going to be a world traveller in the future. Yeah. And, you know, it's amazing because your business is, you know, you travel to so many countries, you help so many people. And if anyone business has to adjust to this is yours. But what I love about it, you were in finance and you realised you were good at sales and you moved from that and you followed your passion, you followed your heart. Mike, if there's anyone is going to adjust their sales in this new world, it has to be you. <laughs> yeah, well, we're certainly doing that, Joe. And I think, you know, a lot of people are sort of just lying down and going to sleep at this time and saying it's, it's all too hard. But there's actually such a world of opportunities out there. And, you know, people's problems haven't gone away. It doesn't matter whether you're selling socks or you're selling, you know, intellectual property. Um, the, who you're selling it to, their problems haven't gone away. In fact, they've probably tripled. Hell, I was thinking the other day, I normally buy new T-shirts every couple of months. I'm going to go without buying them for, for a little while. I hope I've got enough and I hope they stay good. So guess what? Somebody out there selling T-shirts, if they can access me and get the product to me, may get some sales at the moment. So I don't think... Um, I don't think sales is disappearing at all. No. I just think the way we've got to approach it is different. We've got to think differently. And and Landy and I are, are very much telling our clients, you know, just focus on what your client is waking up at 3 a.m. in the morning and thinking. And if you can solve that problem, you'll be in business and you'll do well in these times. Like if you look about it over here in Ireland, one of the courier companies have taken on 100 staff, extra 100 staff, and they're looking to take on another 100. And that's just one delivery courier company. So even though the world has fallen off an edge, everyone has fallen off the edge together. There are companies out there that are thriving. Unfortunately, there are companies out there that have hit the wall and probably may not reopen because the people don't have that energy anymore. But before we get into all that, what has your mindset been, Mike, through your life to achieve so much? I think it comes down to something really, really simple. And that is that I don't sort of want to die not knowing something. So therefore, if I want to know something, I'll go and research it. If I want to go somewhere, I just go somewhere. If I want to make a film, I make a film. I don't worry about, you know, so many people put excuses in front of things, Joe. And, and you know, it's fascinating. A lot of people say, oh, I'll travel extensively when I retire. Well, good luck now. You may have missed the boat. So, you know, I did 
20 years of traveling. I've been to 108 countries. Actually, at the end of this year, I was hoping it would be 113, but that looks dubious at this stage. But, you know, I've been 20 trips to India, five trips to Peru, you know, the, the list goes on and on. So, and it all comes from, from that one mindset of, you know, why put something off? If I want to do it, you just do it, find a way. As you, If you start, you know, too many people are focused on destinations, just focus on the next step in your journey. And it's never more true than it is today with what people are sort of facing around the world. I think I'm lucky that in my 20s I, and early 30s, I probably travelled all over the world to amazing destinations. And I'm blessed with that and still want to do travelling. And I believe that in the coming years, we will. But what I love about yourself, Mike, is you call a spade a spade. You're such a cool guy. I would say you're a futurist because you can see things coming down the track as well. But you always then look at ancient history and how that has helped us evolve. And you've just published a book as well, which is Conscious Leadership. Do you think the timing was perfect? I think it was divine timing. I started writing the book two years ago, and um, I sort of finished it at Christmas. And then in February, I picked it up again early March and rewrote some parts with what was happening with COVID-19. Um, to make it relevant for people who are going through this and will and will come out the other side. So I think, you know, it's very lucky because when you mention ancient history, I think the comment that I'd have there for people that may hear this for the first time or other people go, yes, I knew that, is, you know, this is not the first time that we've been at this cusp in history. You just don't know the last times because civilization as we knew it back then disappeared. And, you know, if you don't believe me, go and go and research the younger driest comets and things like that. There's been many instances, many civilizations. Go and look at how many ruins people have found underneath the ocean, off Peru, off the Indus Valley, in the Mediterranean, off Malta, et cetera, et cetera, and even off Ireland. So, um, so when you take all of that into consideration, we're at a point in history where people have to make a decision. This is, in biblical terms, what they call the rapture. Some people go up, some people stay down. And, you know, I don't care what you believe and what your religion is. The fact of the matter is that you either have to choose to continue to chase the material goals, all the money, all the fame, all the Gucci stuff and Mercedes Benzes and everything like that that, you know, most people have been chasing for years, or to perhaps just be happy and live a simple life, have great friends, eat great foods, laugh, share jokes, play music and do all that sort of stuff and become more conscious about helping and contributing to the world, the community and people around you. That's our choice right at the moment, mine, yours, Joe, and all of the listeners as well. And based on the the choice that we make collectively, Um, we're either going to be heading up, in other words, having a really, really great world coming up, or else, you know, we could really destroy the world now. It's a pivotal time in the world. And so, um, you know, it's fascinating to me to sit back and watch this. And to be quite frank with you, and I think you'll get this, I'm sort of unattached to the outcome because we're just spirit having a human experience in the first place. But I'm fascinated to see... Um, with all the light workers and all the conscious people and all the people moving to 
um, away from materialism and politics and all that crap to actually just living simple lives, whether we can actually change the vibration of the way humanity has been um, not looking after Earth because, you know, Earth's sort of saying, hey, guys, you know, I've given you a good shake at all this stuff. You know, I'm a little sick of it now. So how about I help you um, by chucking out a virus to get you all focused and, and you know, then you're going to have to decide which side of the fence you sit on. That's where we're at. So coming back to your question, um, it's happened in history before and it won't be the last time it happens either. It could be another 10, 20, 30,000 years and it'll probably happen again. If you look at it, it's about just being content with life. It's understanding that, you know, in a TED Talk that I did, it said, look what's going on inside. Stop looking at the stuff that's outside because none of it really matters. The more and more people that I'm speaking to on a daily basis, the more and more people are going through a process. And because they're in lockdown, they have time to basically slow down. And you're right. I think that Mother Earth or Divine sort of said, right, I'm giving you this slow down, start looking at yourselves. And people are going through a process. One week they're high, next week they're low. But generally, they're all starting to feel better about themselves. And they see community and they see the good in the world. We do have a choice. We can either embrace this or we can run in fear. I'm going to ask you then about ego. Do you think a lot of people's ego will fall by the wayside or will people just go back to the way things are? once this epidemic has passed? It's a very good question, Joe. And I think, um, you know, the, there's a great model that I sometimes share with clients. And and that is, uh, you know, when something bad happens to you, you normally go to blame. And at some point in the future, you normally end up in acceptance. Um, what you want to try and do in those times is limit the amount of time between blame and acceptance. You know, I've seen people who are still blaming things that happened 20 years ago for what they've got at the moment. Whereas, you know, if you go through a divorce or lose a job or something like that, you know, you can get through that pretty quickly. But the opposite is also true, which is where I want to answer your question. You know, when something good happens to you or you have a success at work or get a great job or, you know, win the lottery or something like that, you know, the natural place to go is ego. But then the natural come down from ego is gratitude. Oh, I'm so grateful I won the lottery and not, oh, look at me, I deserve to win it. Or I'm so grateful that I got the CEO's job because now I can actually influence so many people in a positive way. Again, the difference there is timing between ego and gratitude. So to, to answer your question, I think there will be a group of people that head back to ego. You know, we cannot change everybody on the planet. But um, the, the ancient statistic is... 144,000 people, that's all it is to live constantly in gratitude and it can significantly shift the vibration of the earth. Now, that doesn't sound a lot out of 7.5 billion people, but you've got to remember about nearly 3 billion of those do not live in gratitude on any day for what they've got. And, you know, think about it yourself. Are you living in gratitude, folks, every single day of your life? I know I'm not. Um, I definitely know Landy, my partner, does. She's fantastic at this. She's never not in gratitude, but I still have my crappy days. So, I mean, our job now is to come back to centre and focus on exactly what you said before, gratitude. And when when you were giving the build-up to your question, Joe, I couldn't help but think of um, uh, Esther Hicks, who channels Abraham in the book that she wrote in 2004, I think it was, which is old now. 
But in those, she goes through the, the, the 37 levels of emotions that we experience. And the top two emotions that we as a human species experience, love is the second top emotion. Now, forever until I understood the book, I thought it would have been the top emotion. But the top emotion is joy. So the more that we can in our lives today experience love and joy whilst we're going through our COVID lockdown, people are losing their businesses. It doesn't mean to say you can't experience love. It doesn't mean to say you can't experience joy. The more you focus on that, I think the more you'll be in gratitude and not ego. And that's got to be a good thing. I would agree. I'm, I said it on a different show. I was walking the dog the other day and all that was coming over me was joy unconditional love and gratitude for humanity. It was a strange feeling. And I was telling a friend of mine and he says, it's not not the way we're meant to feel all the time. And I went, you're right. He's right. You're right. Yeah. You are listening to The Conscious Business Show with Joe Dalton. How do you think your business is going to adjust within the coming months? I'm sure you had flights booked. You should have been somewhere <laughs> in the world now. Yeah. <laughs> So how are you adjusting? I think at the moment I'm about uh, 15,000 euro down on flights and the travel um, insurance people just simply don't answer emails. So, yeah. 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 Um, look, honestly, Joe, I think for us, um, I won't say it's a blessing, but what it's allowed us to do is we always knew that there would come a time where things in the world would uh, change. and both Landy and I believed that travel would always become harder. So we never thought that travel would become easier. We always thought travel would become more difficult. And we really thought that because we didn't really consider something like COVID, but I think, you know, we were definitely conscious to the fact that there could have been a disease, some sort of epidemic, pandemic, as they call it, um, there definitely could be um, countries. It was obvious to us that America was tightening up its borders. Australia's borders are incredibly tight. Good luck trying to do business there um, pre-COVID. So, you know, this was starting to happen around the world. So I think what it's allowed us to do is it's allowed us to really focus on the, the place where we've actually made most of our money in our lives, which is marketing intellectual property. So um, that's our area of focus. And we're lucky because we didn't wait that we've done business physically in over 50 countries, meaning that we've literally, like I said, I've been to 108, but I've done business in over 50. That means that if you say to me, who do you know in Turkey, in Istanbul, who can help me with this? I probably know somebody. If you say who can help me in Indonesia, I probably know somebody because I've had dinner with them. So because of that, there's huge trust that we've built. So it's not difficult for us to contact somebody um, somewhere around the world and build a global business because we already have trust. And, you know, if your listeners want to know how to build trust at the moment in the world in which we're living in, I would say the simplest way is just to pick up the phone or WhatsApp or something and call the top 100 people that you're connected to and just say hi just checking in, how's it going? And just be prepared to have that 10 or 15-minute conversation with them. And, you know, it's just going to do wonders for building trust because so many people are out there just selling stuff at the moment and rambling on and, and really lost. 
So, I mean, to just contact people and just talk to them is a fantastic thing at the moment. So yeah. uh, to finalise your question, no, no, we're actually we're very relaxed and, and enjoying the time in Cape Town, which is where we are at the moment, and, you know, where, we, where our apartment is, we're on the ocean front, so we look out at the ocean at the front, we look out at the mountains and the winelands at the back, and I can honestly tell you um, there's a lot more clarity. We can see a lot further. The oceans are cleaner. The air is cleaner. We can tell that because we're on the sixth floor. So um, that from is a really great thing that's happening around the world at the moment. The, the earth is healing itself. You know, we notice that ourselves can see the reflection of islands, you know, which are far out on the east coast of Ireland and the reflection to them. And you can smell the air. You can notice the birds singing more and everything. It's like there's so many amazing things happening from this. And I also see that there's a lot of big organizations and political ideology. It's starting to be questioned by people who wouldn't normally question a lot of this stuff as well. So I think there's a huge shift for the environment and for the way that people view the world. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. And I think um, because people technically have more time, because they're not, at least they're not sitting in traffic driving to work every day, and they're probably not working most people quite as hard. Although I've actually found because we're using this time wisely, I'm actually working probably harder than I did three months ago, um, just because I'm getting used to doing things a little differently. So, but I think because everybody's got a little bit more time, I just like to say to everybody, be careful who you listen to, be careful who you follow. You know, this is the time where there will be a lot of false prophets um, coming to light. And those people are going to lead you astray. And, you know, if you just come back to centre, put your hand on your heart and, Mm. you know, really feel who you should be listening to, who makes sense to your heart, as well as your head, then I think you can learn some great things to really improve your life during this time. You know, I, I'm learning from this. It's reflection, it's compassion, it's gratitude, and community are the four things that I'm learning. But we've also, we know that this will make great leaders. And there's opportunists out there who, you know, who see this and are trying to scam people for money. You know, there's people out there who are, fearful and having that knee-jerk reaction as well. For me, I believe it's just about being calm, observing and sharing when the inspired action comes as well. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of white noise in the world at the moment and in the marketplace and online. And uh, we ran an online mastermind yesterday and I had a guy on there from from Colorado, uh, Denver. And uh, he asked a great question. I loved his question. His, his question was, what, are, what have you and Landy done to mitigate uh, the fact of when the internet may no longer be available? And, you know, people haven't thought about that yet, but that can easily come. Um, you know, we're talking on the internet now, Joe, it's fantastic, but that may not be available. It's, it doesn't exist by itself. It's controlled. So if somebody wants to mess it up a bit further, they can turn the internet off and then none of us can communicate. So community is a word that I think that uh, you mentioned just before, which is one I want to pick up on here. I think now is more important than ever that, that you 
assist as best you can, depending on the rules in your country, um, your local community and help people. Um, you know, we're in South Africa at the moment. We're in our apartment. We're actually not allowed by law to even go to the communal space in our apartment. So I can't go to the gym or the pool by law. I don't know how they're going to catch us, but definitely if you step outside, um, you're, you know, you have to have a form, you have to have registered. Um, and now here in Singapore, Singapore, all citizens have to download an app. And this is a tracking app so the government can tell where they are and can tell if they leave their home. And uh, Strap you know, it to the dog. It, yeah, it's, uh, it's 1984 Big Brother. But yeah. um, but the fact that you, well, we can't walk the dog, so you, you're very lucky. We're not allowed to walk our dogs here. It's illegal. But I think the fact of the matter is that whilst we're, we're doing all of this, we can still contribute to our local community. When was the last time you talked to your neighbour? When was the last time you smiled at somebody in the supermarket? Because this could quite easily be your ecosystem in 10 years, just like your ecosystem was your village in the 1300s. So I think you need to have a bit of a foot in both worlds. So whilst everybody's online, yap, yap, yapping, and, and definitely we're doing our fair share of that as well, launching products online. You know, we just launched our business survival blueprint for all of our clients online based on 15 years experience at surviving through tough times. So but whilst all of that's there, we also need to have and be uh, ready for the local community as well. So yeah. the guy who was the shoe repairer who, you know, couldn't survive, you know, up after about 10 years ago may come back into force in the next 10 to 15 years. Some of the old skills may be valued again. It'll be fascinating to see if, if that happens and to what level. And that's why radio is so important. And as you know, the radio station here, we're community based and we're sharing so many great positive stories. We have everyone, all our engineers working from home at the moment. Um, and that's with Internet. But with ourselves, we can, you know, with a bit of electricity and a plug in, we can we're connecting through an aerial to the community and then people all over the world who are tuned into us online. Mike, it brings up the next question. And it's something that I'm very passionate about, and it's about conscious leadership. And your book, which I want to talk to you now about, about conscious leadership, how would you define conscious leadership? Oh, very good question. I mean, I think for me, my journey into conscious leadership was, you know, firstly, uh, around the turn of the century, 20 years ago, we were helping people in social entrepreneurship. And then we realized that that was so popular now that, um, you know, it was being taken care of. And the next journey was spiritual leadership. And then up came conscious leadership. And I was trying to define it myself, Joe. And then in 2016, I read an article in Forbes magazine, which is actually the basis of um, the reason why I wrote the book. And I quote the article verbatim in the introduction of the the book was only a short article, but it literally says this in layman's terms. Uh, conscious leadership is not saving the world. Conscious leadership is every individual's duty to take the deep journey within and to look at every aspect of themselves so that they can become more of their authentic, true self. And because they'll become more authentic and more true, the natural impact will be to become a greater leader and therefore help the world. Perfect. It's really, as the saying goes, you know, if someone 
looks like a guru, talks like a guru, walks like a guru, speaks like a guru. They ain't a guru, you know? (laughs) How true. And it is, it's about being you, going back to the natural person who you are, to remember who you are. You know, stop looking outwards and looking inwards and looking for that peace, looking for that wisdom inside. And when you discover and go on that journey within, then you sort of reflect on how you act and how you see others around you as well. And you mentioned there, you know, about smiling and saying hello. You know, in Ireland, I smile to everyone I pass in the street and I say hello to everybody in the street. And I was up the other day and I was in, you know, getting petrol in the car, social distancing, and there was a person there and we had a chat and I was telling her some of my views and she said, oh, you should do some videos on this. And I says, well, I did a TED talk. She says, you're very enlightened. And I went and left it. And then two days later, I got a lovely message from her, Mike, going, um, hi, this is such and such from the petrol station. I listened to you and I watched some of your stuff. She says, you won't believe the story that it took me to get to that petrol station, which I'll share with you sometime. But speaking to you, I've been on a conscious awakening for a while now, and I wasn't sure in the direction I was to take. And by meeting you, you confirmed my message. It was a message. And by doing that, I know I'm on the right path. Fantastic. That's really good. You are listening to The Conscious Business Show with Joe Dalton. So tell me more about the book, Mike. Um, Well, I broke the book down into three sections. There's multiple chapters in each section. Because I think when people sort of look at a book and they say conscious leadership, there'll be people like Joe Dalton that look at it and think, wow, this is going to be really cool. There'll be some interesting stuff in here, et cetera, et cetera. And there you'll you'll be your mainstream sort of uh, business type person who might go, oh, a leadership book. I wonder if I should buy it or not. So I wanted to make it really clear that it's not on how to run your company or how to be a better CEO, although it will actually have that outcome anyway. So the three sections, the first section is all about energy. So I actually explain quantum physics to people. I explain how the worlds work, the basis of quantum physics, all matter comes from light, all light comes from sound. So therefore, we're nothing but music. And then we get into how that actually works. And we get into some deep ancient wisdom comes from the Chinese, the Egyptian book of the dead, et cetera, et cetera. In the second section, I now take, now that people understand energy, I take them into the role of environment in their world. So we've got a great environment at the moment. We're all locked up at home. So, you know, did you choose your environment well, you know, or are you staring at a white wall all day where I'm staring at the ocean and at the mountains and things like that? What's your environment like? But it's not just physical environment. If you're listening to Joe's uh, uh, radio programs, you're probably creating a good audio environment for you because they're really positive stuff with great guests. Um, What are you watching on YouTube? What TV shows are you watching? What newspapers are you listening to? What music are you putting in there? Are you putting in great people into your life or are you spending your day listening to toxic people? Now might be the time to fire a few toxic clients, et cetera, et cetera. So we really get into the role of environment, both physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, um, to give you an, uh, an overview of that. And I look at such things as the role of money, the environment of wealth on the planet. And I unpack in that, you know, the fact that money actually isn't real, um, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, most banks have 0.9 of a percent in actual money in them and all of this sort of stuff. And where does it all go and how does, how is all that created? And I can tell you that took six weeks of research just to find out that because it's pretty convoluted. 
And then in the third section, um, I get into enterprise. And so enterprise is more typically, now that you understand quantum physics, meaning the way the world really works, not the way our teachers taught us that it works, our parents hoped that it would work, and our boss definitely wants it to work. Um, and now that we understand the environment, all the physical, emotional, spiritual, etc., how do we apply that to an enterprise, a job, a business, a corporation, and that sort of thing? So, you know, I touch on augmented reality. I touch on AI in, in those areas. But I touch on the, role, the new role of the CEO, the new role of the leader uh, on the basis of that. And the idea, keeping in mind the, the um, definition of conscious leadership is to take the deep journey within the book is a deep journey within. And so uh, it really gets you to think deeply about yourself, what you came to the world to do and what you're going to do about it after you read the book. That's the whole point of it. Where can people purchase it? I think the safest place for everybody to go is to simply go to um, and Google Amazon Kindle. Now, we can't print it at the moment because all the printers are shut and it literally just came out in the last week. To go to Amazon Kindle, type in Conscious Leadership, and then after that, type in Mike Handcock, H-A-N-D-C-O-C-K. Hand like the hand, cock like the chicken. So um, if you just type in Mike Handcock, Conscious Leadership, and Amazon Kindle into Google, you should go straight to the store, depending on which country you're in, and you should be able to purchase it there. Um, and yeah, I'd love you to purchase a copy not because it's going to make me a million bucks or anything like that, but because it's really going to help you. Um, we're very lucky, Joe, that it went to number one bestseller on, on launch, um, and it was the bestseller in two categories as well um, over the weekend. So that was fantastic, and a lot of people got behind the book, and I want to acknowledge them as well. So, um, And I'm getting great feedback from it, and if you do buy it, you know, leave a review on Amazon. That would be fantastic. It really helps us as authors to get noticed uh, ahead of the crowd. One of the things as well, which, as you know, with radio, we're, we're all about audio. When's the audio going to come out? Uh, the audio book will be out in a couple of months. We've commissioned the audio book. We're just waiting on that. Are you going to use your own voice? Or are you, are you going no, to... I've done one audio book. It's actually really hard work. <laughs> so, And also, you know, with my accent, you know, you have to understand accents. I mean, I've got a hybrid Australian Kiwi accent with a bit of South Africa and a bit of global <laughs> in there. To be sure, to be sure, and even some Irish in there. So, but um, realistically, the most comprehended accent on the planet is a Californian American accent. And that's the accent that we all grew up with because of Hollywood in television shows. So the voice that will be voicing the book will be Californian American. Bringing my daughter to school a couple of months ago and someone asked me, was my wife American? And I said, no. He says, why? Because your daughter speaks with an American accent. I says, no, that's YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also, I have to tell you guys in Ireland, there's um, a lot of Irish people, when you hear them in a room, sound American. Because, of course, you guys contributed very, very strongly to the American accent as we know it today because, you know, the whole influx of Irish into New York, um, you know, right back in the end of the uh, 19th century. So a lot of the American accents being defined by the Irish. So that's why some of us get confused. And some Irish people, depending on the county that they're from, 
sound more American than than others. Well, There's I, no doubt about that. I think I spoke well with myself working with the Americans for many years. I learned how to speak and pronounce words so people would understand. Because if I was to speak in a normal Irish accent, I remember one American tapping myself and my friend and he says, uh, what language are you speaking? And we said, we're speaking English. And he said, that ain't English because we were just talking so fast among ourselves. Here's another one. Yeah. I was in Guam many years ago and I noticed everyone in Guam had a sort of a twang of a bit of an Irish accent and I couldn't really figure it out. And then in my research, I realized it was the Irish missionaries that went over there. Oh, wow. And it was from the Irish missionaries who went over there that the people then picked up a bit of a Irish twang. Wow. On that note, um, my next book that's coming out uh, is the second in a series of three novels that I'm writing. But um, you Irish may find, because based on fact that you go into it, that you might have an Egyptian accent. But it's a few thousand years ago. If you're doing that as well, look at the book, which is The Irish Saves Civilization, where the Irish monks went across the world and took all the manuscripts when Rome was collapsing. And Absolutely. They, and they didn't alter any of it. They made a note down the bottom. I disagree with what this is, but I'm keeping it, where they believe other countries might have just destroyed it if they didn't believe it. No, definitely. That's very, very good. Yep. The, uh, the Mound of Tara has a lot of unkempt secrets. It does indeed. That it's starting to get out. You are listening to The Conscious Business Show with Joe Dalton. Mike, where do you see the world going? It's a great question. I don't think anybody has a crystal ball for that, Joe. I think, um, you know, I think people are going to come back more to micro than macro. So community, as we've talked about before, is going to become more important. I think people are going to feel safer, um, within their community, within people that they know can see every day, wave to at the petrol station. I think that's going to be more rather than some celebrity online or something like that. I think we're going to miss a lot of that. I think there's going to be a natural um, missing because already we're in it. We're experiencing a world where because music is free, because movies are now basically you can get them for, you know, whatever your Netflix arrangement is. Because of that, there's no real high-quality music being made and no real high-quality television or films being made. We're experiencing that. I mean, if I have to watch one more Avengers movie, I think I'll go crazy, and I used to like them. But, you know, that's the world. It's manufactured popcorn bubble rubbish. And as a musician... You know, Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters said, you know, there's no kids in garages with guitars knocking it out anymore. And he's right. And so with that, I think it's going to come back a little bit to that, which will be the exciting thing. But by the same token, a lot of what we're going to consume, television, um, food and that sort of stuff is going to become a little bit more mass produced, a little bit more cheaply produced and things like that. So that'll be a shame. Um, I think that... uh, the global stuff will still happen, but I think people are going to, you know, you guys will be traveling less. I'll be traveling less. Why? Because um, already, you know, having an Irish passport, you've got a good passport. You can travel the world pretty securely, but um, some passports can't. And so um, I think that there's going to be a tightening up on all passports. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if we need to do a medical to travel in future. I wouldn't be surprised if we need to give blood samples. I wouldn't be surprised if we need to supply bank statements and things like that to travel in future. So I think it's going to be a lot more difficult to travel. And in countries like America and Australia, they'll have different rules in different states. 
So, you know, you may be free to travel to Western Australia and not allowed to Sydney. So I think those type of things will, will, are going to happen more and more in future. But I think if people stay grounded, if they stay in their heart, if they stay um, meditating and centred, I think, uh, you know, there's so many opportunities coming. The, the opportunities are just going to be a little bit different than what they were before. Mike, I believe that all these things are possible. But if they are, I think people will question them and question their freedom. You're right. We don't know what's ahead of us. I think we do know one thing, that whatever's happened, it's helping our environment. Mother Earth is breeding and hopefully other people will see this. And maybe they might just make a small change in their life instead of talking about it, but doing something. Absolutely. And removing fear. If, if, yeah, if you yeah. as a listener can can just put your fear aside, false evidence appearing real and any other acronyms you want to give it. But if you can just put that aside, you know, you can live a beautiful life. I remember in 2007, um, I was all set to go to Iraq to um, help the US military with mindset. And um, in the end, I just couldn't get the military clearance um, from the US government to do that. That just being a civilian, it was a bit tough there at the time and they just wouldn't let it happen. But, you know, some of my friends said to me at the time, are you crazy going to Iraq? And I said, well, I'm not going to go to Iraq and stand in the middle of the street alone by myself with a rifle in my hand and yell, here I am. Um, you know, but why am I going to live in fear and, and neglect what could be an immensely fantastic experience that I'll treasure for the rest of my life? And that's the way you've got to look at things in the new world. I mean, if you want to do something... Don't let things hold you back. Don't to the fear of getting COVID or or anything else. If you get it, you get it. And if you don't, you don't. It, you know, it's that's the way it is. If you're gonna die, you're gonna die. But in the meantime, do you want to die broke of experience and richness of life or full of experience and richness of life? I think I'd rather the latter. Yeah, definitely. Mike, where can people reach out? The best place for me is LinkedIn. We're on there every day. So um, you can connect with me there. Again, just go to LinkedIn, type in Mike Hancock, H-A-N-D-C-O-C-K, and you'll find me there. Um, you know, I'll be the, the one wearing a wearing blue. I think I've got a blue jacket on in the, in the thing, but you'll find me pretty instantly. Chairman of uh, the Circle of Excellence Group, that's my title on LinkedIn. So, um, yeah, we'd love to connect with as many people that want to connect there and make the world a better place. Definitely. And we'll be interviewing Landy, your partner, in the coming weeks, because I believe she has so much to offer as well. Mike, thanks for coming on. Joe, thank you very much. Yes, folks, that was Mike Hancock. And remember, here at Dublin South FM, we're interviewing plenty of people around the world, conscious leaders. And that's why we have the Conscious Business Podcast, which is part of the Conscious Business Academy, offering purpose, profit and prosperity in your life through soulful selling, mindful marketing, conscious leadership and creative culture. You want to reach out to me? It's joedalton.ie. You have an awesome week and take care and look after yourself.